You are listening to The Gateway Church, located in Ferrisburg, Michigan. You can learn more about us by visiting thegateway.church or like and follow us on Facebook, where you can watch full services, keep up with all that is going on, and get connected. Well, this morning, we are grateful uh, for what we were able to do last month and continue to do. And uh, the students or our children are doing some things with World Vision. We'll hear about that in a second. Uh, But today, we are launching a new series, and I want everybody to grab your copy. There should have been one close to you. Everyone should have one. Uh, Just wave it at me. Let me know you're with me. And uh, we want to explain this. There's a lot of information here. This is not something to discard. This is going to help you over the next several weeks. Pastor Bobby, why don't you get us started? Awesome. Yeah, we are excited to do our Devoted series. It is based out of Acts 2.42, which says that the early believers were devoted uh, to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And so we're kind of going to go in a backwards order. uh, And this is a series that is starting, uh, this is the week after Easter, but pretty much from Easter all the way until Pentecost, which is 50 days after Easter, that we are going to highlight uh, four different markers of the early church, four things that they emphasized that their community was known for. And so if you look at the last week, uh, we are talking about prayer and worship. And worship is kind of a big deal. At least it's a big deal to me. I don't know if you could tell this morning or not. Uh, and with that, there are a few different things that we want to encourage you guys to be doing over the next several weeks as we are going through this series this spring. Uh, one of them is to just make prayer part of your daily habits. Uh, right yes. now, Pastor and I are going through a leadership uh, class, and with that, every day we're spending around eight to ten minutes in silence, uh, not where we're praying to God, not even where we're even necessarily listening to God, where we are just sitting in silence and Is almost just possible, be only just sitting in silence and like being with God. Yeah, right? Okay. It's uh, hard for me. They, I'll just they, tell you. They, t- they give me. you direction on like how to help you with that, uh, yeah. how to create kind of uh, uh, prayer words to help you keep focus. Uh, one uh, theologian even said, you know, every distraction is just another invitation to have a connection with God. And so <laughs> I rem- I'm like, I have a lot of connections with God during uh, during those yes. moments of silence. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so d- but just make prayer a daily part of your life. Maybe even just set aside uh, two minutes in the morning to just be in silence, to, to pray, uh, pray for yourself, pray for others, and just be in communion yeah. with God. Uh, another thing is that we have every Wednesday, Wednesday night prayer. Uh, while the youth are meeting in here. We are meeting over in the Gateway Kids Room. And if you've been to uh, prayer before, it is awesome. Uh, If you've been there before and you're like, man, I don't know um, if it was for me, we've changed the way that we've done it over there. It's really just a time of intercession where we're playing music and just kind of uh, seeking the Lord uh, ourselves. So even if you're struggling doing uh, the daily thing, uh, come to Wednesday night prayer and just have an hour where you're kind of forced to spend time with the Lord. And we're going to end this series by having a special Wednesday night prayer where we're combining Wednesday night prayer, we're combining youth, and we are doing a special prayer and worship night. All church. All church. Everyone's welcome on May 24th. And that is uh, just a couple days leading up to Pentecost. And I'm so excited about that. So that is week four, uh, all the way up in May. I know it feels like a way long way from now, but uh, uh, yeah, just part of the series. So yeah, it's going to be awesome. So May 7th, everybody say May 7th. May 7th. All right, we are going to break bread together. So Pastor Bobby just talked about our scripture out of Acts 2 with our series. They, the early church, they devoted themselves to some really key things. And what it says after that is that the Lord added to their number 
yes. daily, yes. those who were being saved. Every single day, people were getting saved. So this is really cool. Not only do we get to like fulfill like the most incredible thing of seeing people come to know the Lord and us be devoted together, but we also get to do it while we eat. Yes. Come on now. Yes. Like I am known as the snack pastor around That's here. Right. We get to eat together. There is something really special when you get together with people snack and there's attack. food. Isn't that incredible? You guys, do you, anybody else like eating? Yes. Okay, perfect. Yes. Thank you. So we're in good company. So on May 7th, after the 11 a.m. service, bring a dish to pass. Invite a friend. We're going to have a good old-fashioned church potluck. It's going to be phenomenal. You are not going to want to miss. We are going to provide hip. Excuse me. I'm like salivating thinking about all this food. Yeah. Hamburgers and hot dogs, all right? <laughs> we are going to provide that as a church. You bring a dish to pass. Invite a friend. We are going to break bread together, and it is going to be an awesome time. Amen? Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. You know, I had this thought when Pastor Bobby was speaking, and I just couldn't break it, that even when I get distracted during prayer and think about pickleball, does that mean like the Lord is doing something? Oh, <laughs> he's, he must be doing something. It must mean he's saying I'm the greatest pickleball player ever. Just kidding. Oh, it must be. Um, yeah, right, right. Hey, just like you're devoted to prayer, just like you're devoted to uh, fellowship and breaking the bread, also de be devoted to community yes. as well. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are important. You are important. And yes. turn to your neighbor you just uh, refuse to look at and say, you are <laughs> important as well. Yeah, um, the one you decided not to turn to originally. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but community is so important. Proverbs 27, 17 says, iron sharpens iron as one man sharpens another. And so that yeah. means that we should be sharpening each other. Yes. We should be lifting each other up. We should be speaking life over each other. And on the back of your uh, paper, there's many opportunities to do that and get connected to uh, one of these. And there's something for every age group. Uh, except for babies, uh, just kidding. <laughs> but uh, we are excited for uh, what God's going to be doing through this devoted series, being devoted yes. to each other, being devoted, uh, being a family uh, together. And so, yeah. Absolutely. And then the last thing which we're going to talk about today is being devoted to the apostles' teaching. That's the Word of God. And the Word of God transforms us. And by the end of today, we're going to leave here with a challenge uh, that everyone can do. There's no one in the room that can't be a part of it. And uh, we even have a little challenge for the students and for the kids. And we'll be talking about that with the parents. It's going to be great. And so uh, we are super excited about this. I, and uh, Pastor Jamie, uh, I know that today we just saw the World Vision. Uh, can you just, uh, I want to I say I'm not so, so sure I should say this because someone will be like, I'll write the check. But, uh, <laughs> but no, oh, hold come on. on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Pastor Jamie and the kids and Gateway Kids have been raising money for World Vision for the past three months and have raised over $1,000. And uh, that's incredible. So what also I will say as a side note, what makes it incredible is that I didn't like pick on the parents. You know how like when there's fundraisers, let's just all be real. Like it's the parents that have to do all the work. I am a parent. I have four kids. I know. I didn't do that this time. Right. I talked to the kids and talked to the kids and talked to the kids. Did I call any of you parents at all one time during the <laughs> week and say, what are you doing to raise money for World Vision? I did no. not do that. No. I left it up to the kids and I'm so proud of our kids. They have we raised are. over $1,000, which gives over 50 people access to clean water as well as the gospel for the rest of their lives. So yeah. I'm super proud. Yeah, so, the, so today, 
It was supposed to be like a walkathon, and they were going to do it out here, but because of the weather, they're going to do it inside. They're going to do like what you're doing, so like Pilates. So I like alliteration. Or... So instead of like a World Vision walk, we're doing a World Vision workout. It Ooh. is awesome. And then we're following it up with donuts. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So if anybody. And apple slices. I mean, let's add that. Anybody want to join Kids Church today? I mean, that yeah, sounds you awesome. Do. That's exciting. That sounds awesome. Now, I, there was a we goal. We also have a Bible lesson, though, by the way. We are talking about humility today. Okay, so okay. We will right, be spiritual. Right. We're going to get the Bible. That's good. Now, there was a goal to hit $3,000 for the kids. And if that was going to happen, they were going to shave my head. Yeah. And I, I, I got a haircut this week because they didn't hit the goal. Um, that's why I, I may I, have $2,000 for me right now. Come on. Who but, wants to see yeah, his head I know, shaved? I, know, I do. I know. That's the you thing. You got I'm by gonna... the end of the day. Contact me. My number is 303-596-1723. Text me. Let's see this man's head shaved. But what I was going to say is I am so proud of the kids. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I was a kid's pastor for a long time, and we raised a lot of money for BGMC and other things. And uh, I know uh, that the kids, man, when they start to be givers, even at a young age, it changes their hearts. And so, anyway, uh, we got to get moving on with the service. So all, right. all the kids, stand up, and Doing you guys good. are dismissed. And everybody else, turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 2, and we're going to read. Thank you, guys. Uh, thanks, Pastor Jamie. Uh, we're going to read Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47 that our series is going to be connected to. It says this. It says, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. I don't know why that hit me. That is a powerful verse. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And as Pastor Jamie said, and each day the Lord added to their fellowship those being saved. Lord, I pray that your word would come alive through this series and today. In Jesus' name, amen. This series is called Devoted. And I looked up the word devoted, looking for a definition, and the first definition that popped up was very loving and loyal. And I was like, ah, that's not really what we're looking for. <laughs> and then I said, uh, then the next one was given over to the display, the study, or the discussion of. And again, I was like, well, wait, maybe we can make that work. And then I dug a little deeper, and I saw the word faithful, steadfast, committed. And I was like, all right, those are more of what I think of when I think of devoted. But then as I just sat there and I was just thinking in my own words, when I think of devotion, I think of passion. And passion is what you do when you're done doing what you have to do. How many know what I'm talking about? Passion is what you do when you're done doing what you have to do. And the first thing when I think of passion is family. 
and our kids. If you have raised kids, you know that you want to be with your kids. You want to be involved. Uh, Jessica and I, we are in the very tail end, a couple weeks away from empty nesting. Uh, Logan is moving, and, and I'm thinking, oh, man, we value that time uh, in, in spending with our son Logan, and, and uh, we value the time we have with Reagan when we do so. And uh, that's what family is. It's out of passion for each other. And how many know when the family is in hard times, you help with paying the bills or help with aging parents, and you show up to birthdays and holidays because you are devoted to family. Am I right? Another example is sports, and sports have kind of blown up uh, even more so since I was a kid. But the time and the money and the travel and all the things that are associated, the reason kids and families do these things is because they're devoted to the team. Maybe in your mind it goes to work or profession, whatever your profession is, the time, the thoughts, the investment. I was thinking about it. For most of those of us that are working, we spend more time with the people we work with than we do with our own kids or with our family. But then... As we were thinking about it as a staff, I was thinking about bicycles. And uh, I'm just wondering, how many of us have a bicycle? Let me just see if you got a bicycle. All right. All right. Good. Um, if, you, if you don't have a bike, uh, all the bikes out in the lobby, you can just take one. And uh, those, are, those are yours to have. But uh, I was thinking, I have two bicycles, so I'm double blessed. Some of you might be, maybe even have more than that. And, and I have ridden a lot. Uh, one year, a few years ago, I had a goal to run, ride my bicycle 5,200 miles, that's 100 miles every single week, and I did that year, and, uh, and that was a lot. But when you think about bicycles, when I think about bicycles, my mind goes to James Zydema. Where is James? Is he in the house? Oh, yeah, right here. Stand up, James. Uh, go ahead and stand up. And uh, because James Zydema takes things to a different level, this is the work and what's out in the lobby. It's a fraction of the bicycles that are in his personal collection. He's been get, uh, obtaining bicycles for over 30 years now, and he is passionate. In fact, we were talking about it. You would drive anywhere in the United States for the right bicycle. In fact, um, you said the bikes on the stage are not to be touched. Everything out in the lobby um, it can be touched, and, uh, and because of your generosity, people can take. You just have to get by. You just got to get by, James. Uh, that's how that happens. So anyway, but he says, he says, I don't want anyone touching these. And I was like, Oh, really? <laughs> and then. I really felt I had a word from the Lord in particular. He said, the lemon peeler here is the prize. I mean, that's, that's the one. And I thought, I, I just feel like maybe we should auction this for missions. But, um, I mean, that's what the Lord was saying to me. Not to you, probably not. But, uh, but anyway, but the reason James has all of these bikes is because he's devoted to his craft, to his passion. You tracking with me? Let me try one more. How, when you think of our country, the United States of America, how many would say you're devoted to our country? Yeah, yeah, I, I would say I am. If you vote, if you pay your taxes, this is tax week, don't forget, you love, you're proud. I remember when my dad 
became a United States citizen. He walked away from Canada and said, bye bye. And uh, no, but it was a big deal. He had to renounce his uh, allegiance to Canada. I don't know if they still do that to become an American citizen. And it was a big deal in our family. And we had a flag at our house, an American flag, and we would hang that at different times, and that was important. But how many know that there's a difference saying, all right, I'm devoted, I pay my taxes, or I love my country, or I'll put a flag out, or whatever, and saying, I will serve in the armed forces. How many know that's a different level of devotion? And we have a young man, young couple in our midst that is making that decision. I'm going to ask Jonathan and Gabrielle to stand up. Jonathan Burton is about to head to Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. <laughs> Boot camp starts in just a couple weeks. He will enter into the Army at E4 ranking. He will be a specialist in the U.S. Army. And I just want to say on behalf of our church, thank you for serving. Yeah, it's a huge deal. It's huge. And more than them leaving, and we're just grieving because we're friends, but they are leaving a huge hole here at the Gateway Church. Uh, they have served in kids' ministry, in youth ministry every week. They have served at every outreach event that we've done ever since you've been here. They have hosted a small group at their home for young adults. They care about this church. I, I, you probably did other things I didn't even know, uh, but this couple is, is leaving a big hole, and I want to pray for you. And I know that Wednesday night the students prayed, laid hands on you, but uh, would you just stretch your hands toward them, and let's just bless them. This is their last Sunday, or at least for Jonathan, and uh, let's bless them. Lord, we bless this couple with our prayers. Lord, I pray for prayer of protection, but also of favor and promotion. I pray for favor in the regards that their life would be a testament to you, and God, I said first services we prayed, Lord, that I don't know what Jonathan's end goal is necessarily, but I pray that you would far exceed his plans, and Lord, that you would favor him in everything he touches. I pray the verse, Lord, that he, like uh, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and favor with God and with man, and I pray that for Jonathan, God, that you'd use him mightily and Gabrielle as well. God, I pray that you... Uh, just, uh, I know this is not goodbye forever, but Lord, as he is stepping up to serve our country, uh, Lord, that you just uh, be with him. Lord, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We love you guys. And I don't know, are you going to stick around? You, you were here for both services. Are you guys going to slip out? Yeah, go ahead and slip out. We love you. Let's give them a hand. Come on. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got this series called Devoted, and it's a series about the church, which is us. It's a series about spiritual growth. It's about movement. It's about community. And there are four big takeaways. And again, this is, I'm not sure where my copy went, uh, right here. This is not to be discarded. I encourage you to put this on your refrigerator somewhere where you can remember and kind of be reminded. There's a lot of information. There's things that you can participate in and to do. And again, it's rooted in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. And for today, we're going to look at the very first part of verse 42 that says this, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. So let's talk about the apostles' teaching. 
We are one week out from Easter, and Pastor Bobby already mentioned that, and I, I love that. Uh, but you know what? What were the apostles talking about? They were talking about Jesus, the resurrected Jesus. In Acts chapter 40, or 3, verse 4, verse 33, excuse me, says the apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And I know it's not Easter today, but how many know every day is Easter? We can highlight and we need to celebrate the resurrection no matter what in our lives. And for the apostles, they were not going to be silenced. They could not be silenced. In fact, not only the apostles, the first 11 uh, that that started sharing the good news, Paul, who became an apostle after his vision uh, on the uh, Damascus Road in 1 Corinthians later wrote to the church, he says, now let me remind you, dear brothers, of the good news that I preached to you. You're saying, what did Paul preach? He said, you welcomed it then, you still stand firm in it now. It is the good news that saves you if you continue to believe the message I told you, unless, of course, you believed something that was never true in the first place. But then verse 3, what was he talking about? He says, I passed on to you what was most important. That's important. What's most important and what has also been passed on to me, Christ died for our sins Just as the scripture said, he was buried, was raised from the dead on the third day, just as scripture says. Church, this should be an encouragement to us today. The apostles' teaching was the resurrection, but rooted in the scriptures of the Old Testament. This is incredible. They didn't abandon the Old Testament teaching. They didn't discredit it. In fact, they saw it as the fulfillment. They were reinterpreting like Jesus did. And now the apostles are seeing things more clearly. As Christianity spread, the apostles' teaching, it was the opening of their eyes to passages of Scripture that they had read. They they had the Torah, the law, the Pentateuch, which is the first five books of the Bible. They had the Psalms. They had the Proverbs. They had the prophets, right? Right? And in Luke chapter 24, there's a story, verse 13 through 49, Jesus, this is after he was raised from the grave, he's on the road to Emmaus, and there's two people with him, and they talk for hours, and the subject was the Old Testament scripture linked to Jesus himself being the fulfillment of that scripture. Can you imagine being one of those two on the road to Emmaus? In verse 27, it says, Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. He's saying, look, it was all about me. Verse 31, it says, Suddenly, after hours on the road, their eyes were opened, and they recognized Jesus. And then it says, and at that moment, he disappeared. Pretty cool. See, resurrection and the power of that, that truth was so key to the apostles' teaching. But it was also the backstory, laying a foundation of truth of the scripture. Truth, God's word, that is what the apostles were devoted to. Let's talk about God's word for a moment. The first and most impacting practice for spiritual growth is and should be reading God's word. 
This last Wednesday night, uh, we had a student, first-time guest, uh, gave his heart to Jesus, which was pretty awesome. Actually, there were four others, so five, but one didn't have a Bible. And I got invited to Culver's, and you know when I'm invited to Culver's, I'm going to show up. Thanks, Pastor Sean, for the invite. But anyway, uh, I show up, and there's this kid with a Bible, and I'm like, that's unusual. And I found out that he's a first-time guest, gives his heart to Jesus, and I was like, man, that's incredible. That's your first Bible. I'm like, you should start reading in the Song of Songs. And then Pastor Bobby and Pastor Sean were like, no, 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 no. Let's start reading in the Gospel of John. And uh, if you don't know why the Song of Psalms might be a thing that some are chuckling, obviously... I mean, you can find out, I guess, yourself. But anyway, but that's important, right? Uh, that, that if you get saved, you need a Bible. We've got a, a couple that were saved at our connect, get connected back um, in the fall. And immediately they got Bibles because that's what you do. You get into the Word. I talked with uh, the gentleman of that couple today. He said, I think we've got five Bibles now. I'm like, all right, yeah, that's good. But we need to be grounded in Scripture. One commentary said it this way, and it's just so good, I'm just going to read it. It says, in a time when the godlessness of the world is ever increasing, increasing, that's today, it is more important than ever to be heeding the Word of God. It must be of our foundation. And then he goes on, he says, it says, if we neglect the Word, we are neglecting the very thing that has the power to change us. It has the power to convict us of sin, to teach us truth, to lead us into all righteousness. And then he concludes saying, let us not cast it aside, preferring uh, preferring instead the empty promises of the world. Instead, let us treasure it. it. Let us hide it in our hearts. And before we leave today, My goal is that in some way you will treasure the word of God in a larger way. That's my goal. Because the Bible is amazing. How many agree? It's amazing. It's like any other piece in literature or history. If you're looking to a proof of, hey, this is God's word, uh, you can write this down. There's a book, it's a classic by Josh McDowell. It's called Evidence That Demands a Verdict. And it really is a, an apologetics work, and it's fantastic. I've used it in so many different ways. Uh, if you need that after service, because I don't have it on the screen, come and talk to me. I'll get you uh, connected with it. But there's what, what kind of boggles my mind is there are some faiths that don't highlight the word of God. You say, well, why would that be an issue? Well, the issue is, is at times we need guidance. How many have ever needed guidance in their life? Come on. Well, the word says in Psalm 119, 105, your word, that's the Bible, is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. How many of us have ever needed nourishment, like we're spiritually dry or we're spiritually hungry? Well, Matthew 4, 4 says this, this is Jesus saying this, says, people do not live by bread alone, but by every word, the word of God that comes from their mouth. How many have ever wondered, what is truth? Well, the Bible is eternal, and if you need unchanging truth, the Bible says in Isaiah 40, verse 8, the grass withers and the flowers fade, 
but the word of the Lord stands forever. This is a favorite in our household. We did scripture memory uh, songs when our kids were young, and uh, there's a song that goes with this verse, and um, I guess I could sing it if you wanted me to. (laughs) Jessica's like, no, please don't. Says the word of the Lord stands forever. The word of the Lord, and that's all I'm going to give you. But after service, if you want the rest, I, I will I'll do it. How many of us need forgiveness? Right, we all do, or we need strength to live in a right fashion. The reason why it's a problem not to highlight the word, we need to highlight it because Psalm 119 verse 11 says this, I have hidden your word in my heart so that I might not sin against you. And in regards to studying it and, and teaching it, we need understanding, we need to build our faith. It says in Romans chapter 10 verse 17, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of, about the good news about Christ. I was doing Ben Vey's version there. So faith comes by hearing and hearing the good news about Christ. It's about Jesus. In church, in a world that's full of distractions and temptations and things seeking our devotion, how many are with me? The word of God is an anchor in our lives. It it is. What made the disciples successful? They had this huge task to spread the gospel with no resources, no official training, no technology. Yes, it was their eyewitness, but it was also that good old-fashioned teaching, the apostles' teaching, looking at Scripture and making it point to Jesus. In church, it's so valuable. It's so precious. When I was growing up, I had a, a believing grandma and grandpa I believe that the Word of God was important. And I've shared this before, but I'm going to share it again. My grandma used to pay me and my sisters to memorize Scripture. And there was a lot of different Scriptures that we uh, would, would learn. And, but the most that stood out to me, maybe it was the most challenging, I don't know, but was Psalm 1, the whole chapter. If we could memorize that chapter... It was five U.S. dollars, which was a big deal back in the 80s. And uh, we were, and so I did it. Both my sister did that. We would memorize that. And I have in the past given a, a challenge to our church family saying, hey, any students, that's 18 and under. So, Logan, you're out. But if you do it, I'll, I'll, I'll double down, all right? Uh, I'll, I'll bless you uh, if you do this. And I think you might have done it before. I'm not sure. But if, if there's any, and I'm talking to the parents here and to the students, if you memorize Psalm 1 within the f- parameters of this series, so the next six weeks, uh, within that, and you come to me and you read it, not read it, if you memorize it, and uh, it doesn't matter what version, uh, if you get God's word in your heart, I was thinking $5 doesn't seem like enough these days, so this is... Ben Vey's money, Pastor Ben's money, $10. I will do that. 10 bucks. And I encourage you to challenge your mom and dad. Say, Mom, Dad, if I do this, would you match Pastor Ben's? So 10 becomes 20. So Ryan, Lisa, when your kids come to you, you're saying yes, of course, because we value God's word. Any of the others, uh, and I know some of the students have done this in the past, and you could do it again. Uh, 
freshen up on Psalm 1 within the next six weeks, and, uh, and we, we can do it. It'll be my blow money or our blessing money, and, uh, and we'll, we'll make this happen. And because we've, excuse me? Oh, triple down. Come on, brother. Grandma and grandpa, mom and dad, and Pastor Ben, $10 each, that's 30 bucks. I like the way you're thinking, Ted. And, uh, and if you don't have a grandma or grandpa that's willing, Ted will do it. Come on. <laughs> yes, he's, I, he, he will do it. I love it. Uh, man, I was thinking about the, how God's word is precious. When I was a kid's pastor, like Pastor Jamie, I, I, and sometimes I miss it, sometimes I don't, but, um, but, uh, but when I was a kid's pastor, we would instruct our nursery workers to take a Bible and have the kids hold the Bible hug the Bible, and I know it sounds silly, we would have the teachers have the kids kiss their Bibles, <laughs> and, uh, and it was just to, at an early age saying, hey, God's Word is important. And, uh, and let me just say one other thing about God's Word being precious. Parents in the room, grandparents in the room, your Bible should be a treasure for your family. I remember going to my grandma's house and finding a Bible, and I'd open it up, and it was just marked up all over. Sometimes I'd see my name in there, or one of my uh, family members. But I, I, there were notes and just highlights and just takeaways. That, that is a treasure. Moms and dads, your Bible should become a treasure for your family. Leave it out so your kids can stumble upon it. And that means you're in it and reading it, and marking it up, and uh, I'm not sure why I'm so weepy. Good grief. Oh. <laughs> the disciples, they were successful, and what was the proof in their success in the apostles' teaching? Verse 47, we've already said it, and each day the Lord added to their fellowship those that were being saved. Last week, Easter, we had six people saved, uh, there were six kids in Gateway Kids, so that's 12. This past Wednesday night, we had four students plus the one, so was it five students? We gave a heart to the Lord. God is adding to the church. And when I say that, to say, tell somebody and bring somebody. Like, we, this, we should celebrate. This is incredible. In this devoted series, that's what we're calling it. I think about devotion. I, I love devotion, especially around spiritual things. Because when we're devoted to something, things get done, right? Life is transformed. Devotion is not for sissies. It takes surrender. Surrender from our personal needs and our personal wants and desires. And devotion, it oozes passion and longing. And when we're devoted to something, there's a cause. How many know you will work tirelessly to achieve the goals that are set? And so this series, we've got a few challenges, a few goals worked in. So when it comes to prayer, you, you come out to Wednesday night prayer. Spend time with God praying each day. Make sure that Wednesday night is going to be a priority. We've got two services that look like this. We should, we should be packed to the gills on that Wednesday night with students and with families. 
When it comes to food, we got our potluck. Make, say, hey, I could do that. I will make that a priority. And by the way, we're going to do baptism that day in uh, two weeks before that, or is it two weeks before that or just one week? April 30th is, uh, there's, if you're going to be baptized, we will uh, do a class and, uh, and capture your tes- testimony. And then on May 7th, it's water baptism. It's going to be awesome. Or around fellowship, you're saying, ah, that's, I, I, I'm just an introvert. Get out of your shell, all right? Uh, and, and I understand that introvertedness is not worse than extroverted, but I kind of think it is. I mean, who doesn't want to be an extrovert like me? Uh, yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> Nate's like me. <laughs> and I get it. I know I get it. Uh, but, but listen, we need each other. And Nate, you understand we need community. And your family models that just about as good as anyone. But uh, we've got fellowship goals. And uh, that means for the next two weeks, so next week and the following, make plans to go out with someone after service, whether it's just for coffee or uh, for a meal. And uh, Spend some time together. And then these events on the back are for us to be together in community fellowship. And then the last thing is devotion to God's word. And we've got a challenge with that coming up. The point is we want to do it all in community. There's no lone rangers. And when we devote to God's word, we show commitment and dedication, loyalty, reverence for God's word, sincerity. Your life will speak it. It will become part of who you are. I'm going to ask Liz to come back and kind of help me close here. Acts chapter 4, verse 33 says, The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. But it doesn't say it there, but we looked at other verses, don't forget, that they were looking at Scripture that reminded them that, wow, it was all about Jesus. So it's Scripture and that testimony. And then it says, And God's Great blessing was upon them all. And I know I'm a, I'm a blessing guy. I know many of you are like, yeah, I like blessings, right? But you know what's crazy? When you think about the blessings that the apostles experienced, it was not a smooth road. Many of them died for their faith. But they were grounded in their faith. They were unwe- unwavering. They were blessed to live for Christ. They were blessed to die for Christ as well. But the ultimate blessing I see is that the word of God led them to the cross. And the cross led to salvation. We've already mentioned that each day the Lord added to their fellowship those that were being saved. And before we do anything else, and I, man, I preach longer first, second service, I'm sorry, and then first service. But uh, just bear with me for a minute. If you're here today and you need Jesus, you need that salvation piece, um, we want to offer you that free gift. And so let's just bow our heads, close our eyes, leave the lights on. But if you're here today and you don't know Jesus and you're saying, man, I need that, I need someone to, to forgive me of my sins, Maybe you served God in the past but have fallen away. Would you just lift your hand in either one of those cases? We want to pray. We're not going to embarrass you. But who in second service here is responding to the salvation call? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, young man up front. Anyone else? 
If you're online watching, I know I haven't interacted with you so much, but if you're there and you're saying, man, I need Jesus, just type it in the chat. We will follow up with you 100% of the time. Anyone else? Don't want to rush this. This is so important. You need Jesus to save you today. All right. For the sake of the one, I'm going to lead us in a prayer. Let's do it in communion, or not communion, but community. Would you just all repeat after me? Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for the sin in my life. And today, I put my faith in you. Help me to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise the Lord. I wanted to end today by going back to all these incredible bikes. James, when you brought the bikes, I mean, he brought 21 bikes, I think. You blew my mind. I was thinking of just a couple bikes, and this, this was impressive. And his collection is impressive. But I was thinking, how can we relate God's word to bicycles? And seriously, I was thinking about this on my own, and I, and I was thinking about these two in particular because I knew you had two high-wheelers. You said, yeah, I can bring those. And I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, and, I, and like nothing was coming, and so, I mean, that happens a lot, a little empty-headed sometimes. But, uh, but so I started to ask some of the staff, and we came up with some correlations to God's word in relating it to bicycles. The first one that came to mind was that you can know about bicycles. You can study about bicycles, the technology, the, uh, the, you know, the, what goes in to make one. But until you interact with a bike, you're not going anywhere. How many know what I'm talking about? And the same is true with God's Word. You can know about it, but until you really get in it and start to interact with it, you're, there's no spiritual growth. How about community? Is there anyone here that learned to ride a bike all by yourself with no help from anybody? Not a single person. First service, there were a couple people. I'm like, really? I talked with them after service, and I kind of got them. I'm like, no, there are people that helped you, but, but whatever. But community is important when it comes to God's Word. You don't learn alone. We learn together. The other thing that came to mind is with a bicycle, with there, when there's no movement, there's no balance. There's no forward progress. That's like our spiritual growth, isn't it? And when it comes to the Word of God providing movement and growth, how many know that a bicycle, any of these, can make it up a mountain? And with the Word of God, we can face any mountain that is in our way. And how many know that... It, a bike can also make it through the valley. But I don't want to go through a valley spiritually without the Word of God. We need the Word to help us through. How many know sometimes it's hard, if you're especially on a mountain, to pedal? Well, sometimes the Word of God is hard to understand and hard to apply. How many would agree? And sometimes you read something, and it's just life, and it's like, oh, man, it's like coasting. There's joy. There's blessing. A few years ago, I did something called RAGBRAI. It's the registered annual uh, great bike ride across Iowa. And I realized on that trip that sometimes your butt is going to be on fire. 
if you're 700 miles, over 700 miles in one week. That was a big week. How many know when you read God's word, there are times it will light you up. It'll kick your behind. But in regards to the bikes, there's a cream for that, I found out. And uh, that was fun. But the point is, overall, and I'm going to ask the worship team to join me, is that God's Word is critical to our faith development. We cannot grow without it. And so, today, I want to invite you to a 21-day challenge. It alludes to it on your devoted sheet, but I want to walk you through this. I want everyone to grab your phone. We have precedence to this. We did it for the Matthew 25 challenge. We did it also for the, with the chosen. Everybody grab your phone. I know you've got them right there. Just grab them. And I want you to use this QR code. It will lead you to an app. If you don't already have this app in your phone, it's a version app. It looks just like that. You can use that QR. And just leave that up there for a moment so you can kind of get that if you need to. But once you're at that app, the awesome thing is, is that uh, Bonnie Scott, she worked it out that all we have to do is type in the search, The Gateway Church, The Gateway Church. And it's going to bring you to where we're headed. And that just happened yesterday. We were working on it. We've been waiting on it. And so we're really cool that it all came together. But The Gateway Church, go to the next slide. If you don't do The Gateway Church, you can also search. And you've got to use all four of these words. Fully devoted The Church. And what it's going to do, it's going to bring you to fully devoted devotion for 21 days. And the reason we picked this devotion on purpose, Pastor Bobby leading the way, doing a great job, is, is it is full of God's Word. Every day there's scriptures. And we don't want you just to kind of blow by those. We want you to be in God's Word. So fully devoted, the church. And then what you do, all you do is hit start plan. And then it's going to ask you what day. And for those that are listening now, you can just start tomorrow, the 17th, uh, April 17th. And, uh, and then it's going to ask you one more question. Now, I've done a lot of different devotions through you versions over the years. I've never shared it with friends. I don't know. I've just never been compelled to. But we were talking about this series, Devoted, in community. And I'm going to figure it out. Uh, I'm not sure how to do it. You probably already do it, but uh, I want you to not only start tomorrow, but it'll ask you, do you want to do this alone or in community or with invite your friends and I'm, or let your friends know or something like that. I encourage you to do that. I'm going to try to do it. If you're my friend uh, and don't get an invitation, send me one because I obviously didn't figure it out, but I'm going to try. I, I promise and Pastor Bobby can help me or Bonnie can, but, uh, but this is the challenge to take God's Word and to make it real throughout this series. And uh, if you're not here this week and you're listening later uh, at a different time, you can start the day after you listen to this message and do the 21 days throughout the six weeks. All right, everybody stand. Let me pray for you, and, uh, and then we're going to conclude. Lord, I pray that, again, that you just would do a mighty work. Lord, that this devoted series would be more than just four Sundays of preaching um, over six weeks, but Lord, you would also uh, just, it would burn inside of us that it would be lifelong changes, that we'd value your word, value fellowship, value breaking of bread together, and value prayer more than ever. Lord, we pray this. Start a work inside of us. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship the Lord together before we leave. Amen. Let's sing this benediction song about who we are as a community of believers. Amen. Yes, Jesus, we thank you that you are our firm foundation. And on that proclamation that you are the Christ, you are the Lord, you are the Messiah, you said on that rock, on that foundation, you will build your church and the gates of hell won't be able to stand against it. Lord, we thank you for the power that comes in community. That, Lord, we're only as strong as our weakest parts, Lord. Lord, and we thank you for the power that comes in community. We thank you in that beautiful illustration that we are your body, your hands and your feet, that each of us have a part to play in your kingdom building work, Lord. And I pray throughout this series, you would remind us not just who we are and not just what's important to us as individuals, but what's important to us as a community of faith, what's important to us as your church, Lord. And Lord, I know that as you are building us up, that you are also sending us out to be your hands and your feet to a lost, hurting, and broken world, that we would be salt and light to a world living in darkness. And we know as we leave this place, as we'll read about in your devotional this week, that your spirit would be upon us to be witnesses on the lakeshore, in Michigan, in our country, and throughout the rest of this world. Lord, we give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor today. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for worshiping with us today. Make sure you sign up for that devotional. You guys can go in the grace of God. Check out a bicycle before you go, and we hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Gateway Church. If you'd like to find out more about our church, such as service times, giving, and ways to get connected, visit us at thegateway.church.